Welcome back to Lost in Transition. My name is Riyadh. My name is Kevin. My name is Sango. Today is Tuesday, May 18th. Uh, well, depending where you are, um, Sango and Kevin are in America and on the East Coast. And I'm in Bosnia right now. And it's about 12, 12 um, at midnight on Wednesday. Um, so I'm a little tired, a little jet lagged. Um, That's dedication, and- dedication to the pod <laughs> right now from Riyadh, been- staying up past uh, midnight. How, how's Bosnia? How's the family? It's good, man. It's been 15 years since I've seen my grandparents, so um, it's good to see them. Sango, before you got on, Riyadh said he's drinking at, they drink at every single meal. Yeah. This man couldn't even drink for like two days <laughs> last weekend in this D.C. Man probably and now he's drinking at he every meal. <laughs> Dude, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Bro, I've been drinking three straight days. Um, oh, man. Bro, it's helped me. Other back to America. Only thing is, only thing that's good about it is it helps me get to sleep. What's your, uh, what's the coolest thing you've seen so far? Um, a lot of the history, uh, obviously, um, you know, there was a war. The reason why I came to America in the '90s. So just seeing a lot of the history, um, they've rebuilt a lot of the buildings that were knocked down. Um, seeing some of the historical centers. Um, you know, seeing how the democrat demographics have changed, so it's it's been cool there. And then obviously just chilling with family. Yeah, that's dope, man. Um, All right, so um, to get to basketball, Sango, I don't know if you saw LeBron um, kind of went on like a three minute rant about your boy Steph, saying that he should definitely be the MVP. I know last last time you said that Jokic will be the MVP. Have you uh, changed your mind? Uh, I mean, I'm all for Steph being MVP, but. For me, with LeBron, I'm kind of hesitant to say he's finally giving Steph credit <laughs> because it could be it's tampering. Just it's to tampering, like, yeah. just to say, oh, I've had the injury this year, and then I came back to beat Steph and Curry, who was the league MVP. Narrative, and then oh, we were able to overcome that as a seven seed going to the playing game, and then we somehow make it to the finals and we win. We beat the Brooklyn Nets or the 76ers. And then all of a sudden, this is the hardest championship of all time. <laughs> it surpasses <laughs> last year as the hardest yeah, championship like, of all time. What was his name? Jared Dudley saying this is going to be the hardest championship. I thought that was the bubble last year. Yeah. Anytime. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. He's, so. he's, the PR, he's the PR guy for the Lakers because he's never. <laughs> <in the bubble. laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. But Yo, I mean, it could be it could be genuine, but it's just funny. It takes this is the time when people respect Steph. Like not all those other times where he's a three tied champion. And the previous two-time MVP to get his just due, but only when he's playing on a garbage team, and he got to take up 36 shots a game is where he gets the respect. But I see how I see the how the narratives are in the NBA these days. But let's uh let's get uh, real basketball. quick, real quick. I think I think but, you see it. I think just uh, to Sango's point, I think you see a lot of tactical stuff um, in the NBA yeah. nowadays with people's with players' quotes and and you know. Because it's like you got social media now, you can just get the word out. You don't have to talk to them directly. We got to pour one out uh, for two people. Uh, one, Marv Albert, last season as mm. the, the oh, TNT yeah, yeah. announcer. It's, he's past his days. Um, pour one out for him. And then uh, the greatest announcer of all time, they announced, has parted ways with TNT. Yep. RIP the Chris Weber segment of the week. He's done. I'm a pray for him. Uh, we'll never have to listen to that hey, man speak on NBA again. So that's hey, uh, good news. Con- 
congrats to him, man. Got to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, at least did. we don't gotta hear him talk. He go, he can go teach at Morehouse like he was doing. I don't gotta hear him anymore. <laughs> his games with his, his long ass stories. Yeah, it's all good. We don't we don't need him anymore. But hey, hey Marv's a legend. He was a legend. He just we got he just got too old, man. Yeah, in, he can't he can't do it anymore. Let, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Let Kevin Harlan handle it. Mike Breen handle it. It'd be good. I can't wait to hear that first Mike Breen bang of the postseason. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Hall of Fame, did you guys watch a lot of the ceremony? Um, this past I haven't recorded. I was away all weekend, so I wasn't able to catch it. Yeah, I, I, I peeped a lot of it. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, expect a little more from the Kevin Garnett. It wasn't too... Because based on the stories I've heard and like when he's like on the smoke podcast, yeah, I, don't know, I just think you're gonna get a better story, but it was cool. And then obviously, the Vanessa Bryant, you know, just going through everything, having to always talk to like her husband's not even there, and she has to say, Oh, I'm so hearing everybody say, I'm so sorry for you, or like, I'm so how strong you are. I bet it can get annoying hearing that yeah. over and over again, but yeah. yeah, congrats to my favorite player, Kobe Bryant. Especially as a famous person. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, I had I have some of it recorded. I wasn't able to watch most of it um, just because I was traveling over the weekend. Um, but, yeah, I, I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, All right, All so. Right, let's get in the first game. Uh, you yeah. want to kick off with the Wizards-Celtics? Or you want to go in a numerical order of like when the game starts? Uh, yeah, let's uh, real quick just uh, remind everyone. So um, the seven and eight seed will play, and then whoever wins that game will play the number two seed. Um, and then whoever loses that game will play the winner of the 10 and nine matchup. And whoever wins that will get the eight seed. Um, so it gives it a little bit of advantage to the seven and eight seeds um, because, you know, um, in terms of playing a full season and getting a little bit of an advantage in that play in tournament, you'd have to lose two in a row uh, to not make the playoffs. Um, so to jump in, um, I guess we can do Eastern conference first. Uh, what, what, uh, Sangha, which, uh, uh, play game intrigues you most in the, uh, Eastern conference. Uh, I'm, I'm being in DC. I'm really interested in the wizards and Celtics first. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Beal, I don't understand exactly his thinking of playing with that broke, hurt hamstring. Mm-hmm. The Wizards staff, I don't know who decision was that, but also with the Celtics, um, Jalen Brown's hurt, and they haven't been playing well at all. And Wizards has been in this tear, the, you know, the last month and a half in the season uh, with um, Russell Westbrook and everybody offensively but still their defense is it was kind of shaky so i'm interested to see how that th- this game plays out like if there's going to be a shootout between like jason tatum going for like 40 50 and russ like makes gets a triple double and then it makes a bonehead play at the end of the, the fourth quarter and then he's, at the end he makes up for it for making an incredible play so i'm just really interested to see how that goes with the wizards game and i think the wizards can pull it off so yeah, yeah. i think um I think if if I knew Bradley Beal was like pretty much 100%, I think that they would definitely be um, – I would favor them a little more. Uh, I think the ambiguity of that does kind of push me a little bit away of that. I would really like to see them play the Nets in the first round. So I think I'm – other than the fact that and the fact that I hate the Celtics, I think I'll be rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just a little worried about like how they're going to – they don't really have a very good matchup for Tatum. 
Uh, and I know the Celtics uh, rested a ton of guys on Sunday, um, like Kemba, Smart, Tatum. None of them played on Sunday. Um, so I think that that could help them too, uh, just being a little more rested. Um, but yeah, I, I do really hope that, uh, like I said, I, I would like to see them, like, K, you know, that KD, uh, Russ kind of like, not like kind of like rivalry they always go at it uh, and they're just big competitors I'd like to see them play in the first round yeah I, I agree with the most of that um, I think that the uh, you know with the Wizards being on a tear and us expecting them to kind of be in this uh, position and them starting off kind of a disappointment um, I think I think it'll be kind of intriguing to see see what how they can keep <laughs> the momentum going yeah, um, I think that uh, I think that both of these teams will end up being in the playoffs uh, we can jump over the other East series with obviously you have the Pacers as the nine seed or the Pacers as is the Pacers nine and yeah, Pacers nine, Pacers nine, Pacers yeah, nine, Hornets, are t- um, Hornets 10. Uh, I think with that one, it's kind of like the battle of the walking wounded. Uh, both of these teams <laughs> are pretty beat up. Uh, the uh, recent scratch tonight was Levert an- another uh, COVID protocol. Um, Brogdon's questionable. Turner's questionable. Obviously, Hayward's still out. Uh, anything you guys are looking for in this game? Uh, like I said, I don't really see either of these teams making the playoffs, um, but anything you guys are looking out for in that game tonight? I would just say LaMelo, uh, yeah, just to see how cool to see how he, first time in the postseason. Yeah, just see how he performs as a rookie in the, in the postseason, how he plays against uh, pressure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't really think like – I mean, I think the fact that the Hornets got here was impressive. No one really thought they were going to be in the playoffs this year. Um, I, I think that, I mean, like I said, all the Pacers being injured, yeah. I don't really see them winning two games either. The Pacers, they're they're fighting their coach, man. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. even know if I want to watch them. I don't see yeah. how far they can get. <laughs> that dude's done. <laughs> I saw that video that I forgot who that player was. They just I actually didn't have no that. respect for the coach. Yeah, just like they they, they don't listen to him. Mm. I, I mean, didn't see that, but you try to some people out, they refuse it, and then he he shoots a three and starts talking shit to him. Like I don't know, mm. he tries to fight his. They're trying to fight each other. Yeah, uh, I hope the Hornets win this game because I like the culture that they're building, and I think it'll be a good confidence booster. You know, just to get past this playing game and then get some yeah. experience, and then for next season when Lamelo doesn't get hurt, it can be a good jumping point you know, for her, for his development and for everyone else on the team. So they get more confidence going into next year. So I'm looking for, I hope, I hope they're able to pull this off. Yeah. And yeah. And it's pretty boring, especially with all those injuries. Apparently Ty Warren, uh, like when he had that injury earlier in the year, like, like he did not get along at well at all uh, with the head coach and like was really pissed off that um, what's his face name? McMillan got fired. Um, so like he opted, he could have like opted to try to like recover from that injury and come back, but he was like, nah, I'm taking the surgery and just like worrying about getting out of there or like yeah. the coach being gone um, by the time he comes around to play. Still don't understand why they fired him. Maybe yeah. I mean, especially with how the, all the success he's had. Hey, Lakers. Uh, I mean, the Hawks are glad they got him. Yeah. Right. But uh, uh, another, probably the least intriguing series to jump over to the West um, will be the Spurs and the Grizzlies. Um, I, I mean, I do think the, the Grizzlies are a little fun to watch, but in terms of them making an impact in the playoffs, it's probably going to be limited. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's pretty irrelevant. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised. I mean, I guess there's an outside chance that 
the Grizzlies could beat like the Warriors, but I would think the Warriors win even if they do lose the Lakers. Um, so I mean, it's a pretty pretty irrelevant game in my opinion. I mean, um, I just think it's important for like John Moran because you kind of saw with the Golden State game, it was because that was a, a playoff atmosphere. How the adjustments and the that were made against him that what he was doing in the regular season, he's going to have to improve instead of just being that quote unquote highlight player, mm-hmm. meaning that he has to find a way to get a, a more consistent jump shot. He can't just solely rely on just attacking the rim recklessly because in the playoffs, the teams make adjustments and not the lanes that are open in the regular season, are not going to be open in the, um, in the playoffs, the there, there are different matchups where they can put like a, a big, a big guy, on John Morant and just back out completely and just fo- force him to take that jump shot. And he doesn't have the confidence to actually shoot it. Because I-, I saw, I remember in the play in Golden State, like Kyle Anderson, like passing the ball and he's wide open, but he took him like a few seconds just to shoot the three. Yeah. So I'm just <clears throat> just in- interested to see like where it goes. Um, I'm not too intrigued, but uh, Dylan Brooks, they play, Grizzlies play hard. And uh, so I-, I can respect that. So I don't think it's the least intriguing, but I, I think, um, compared to everyone else, is the probably at least one of the games I'll I'll go back and watch first. <laughs> yeah. All right. So to go from least intriguing um, to most intriguing, uh, we got the Warriors and Lakers. Um, probably got the two biggest draws in terms of ratings, uh, in terms of players, uh, LeBron and Steph. Um, you know, one game matchup that's going to draw a lot of a lot of eyeballs instead of a series. Um, both going to be playing super hard. Uh, you know, you know, lots, multiple stars in that game could go off. Um, whoever wins is going to play the Suns. What do you think, Gladdy? Um, I think it'll be, uh, I think the Lakers are going to win. Um, obviously, they're probably going to be favored. Uh, but I think like them having time to prep for this, Vogel's a very, very dominant um, like defensive coach and mm-hmm. they obviously finished with the best defense in the NBA this year. So I think, I mean, not that Steph hits obviously ridiculous shots, but I think they'll have a very good game plan to Try slow to him down a little bit. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, if LeBron's ankle, I know he turned it again against the Pelicans. Uh, if it's like even just like, I don't know, 60 or 70% and he's out there like playing pretty much a normal workload, I, I think it's tough to bet against them. Uh, but if someone is a guy that could do that, I mean, in a one-game playoff scenario, obviously Steph's a guy. Yeah. What about you, Sango? Um, this is going to be very intriguing. Um, Steph can either go five for 22 and they're getting blown out, or he's going for 15 for 25. He has 40 points. It's a close game. And the Lakers are worried about they're not going to be able to win the game. The defense of the Lakers is very great, but the, obviously it's how they're going to be offensively because that's been a little shaky. Anthony Davis is trying to get back into rhythm. Um, LeBron is getting back from the injury. So anything can happen. It could be a blowout completely by the Lakers, and then it could be a close game where the Warriors have a chance where it's, it's going to the last second shot. The Lakers are up, and Steph Curry can hit like a step back three to win the game or some crazy tipping happens from Andrew Wiggins. And they're able to pull, come up with the upset victory, but that seems very li- unlikely. But it's also I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors are able to come up with a surprise victory. Yeah, they've been think- playing well down the stretch. 
um, especially against, you know, upper tier on teams like the Suns and the Utah Jazz recently, even though the Utah Jazz was banged up. And uh, I'm curious to see if Curry doesn't go to his typical rotation with Steph where he's leaving him out as long as he does in the fourth quarter. Because I noticed in the Memphis game, he put it in a little bit earlier as they were blowing that lead when they were up by 15 and the Memphis went on to 17, like something wrong um, to start the fourth quarter. And that was kind of like the playoff atmosphere. So I'm curious to see how if Kerr sticks to his, you know, gut, like how, how like he's been doing the whole regular season, or he's gonna make the adjustments that are playoff adjustments in order to give him the victory. So I think it's gonna be a, a good game. I'm hyped for it. And that's what we wanted, man. That's what yeah. people wanted. That's what the NBA wanted too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> I think <clears throat> I agree with you, Sango. I think the only way the Warriors win is if if Steph goes for forty plus and you know LeBron has a so so game, but uh, I expect the Lakers to move on. I think um, also it's it's going to be like getting the Lakers like the best the best chance you have of the Lakers like whether they be in the playing game or like the first round is like early on because like I feel like if they win a series or two then it's like that means they got their rhythm back they're getting healthy yeah. they're finding their groove again so that's when i think they're going to be tougher to beat so you're better right. you have a better chance like earlier on um in the going, going back to my point lakers somehow they just lose to the staff at 50 hey man he's the he's the mvp what can you do about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm coming off injury yeah. um after a grown man came on my ankle blah 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 I'm being. Yeah, I'm yeah. supposed to be a Lakers fan. Yeah, yeah. bro, you're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh man, I'm just man. Something about the, the clutch checks, man. I, I, I think I'm just like a Kobe Bryant supporter. <laughs> um, I'm so I so fuck with the Lakers, but I'm I'm obviously I'm a Steph stand too. So I'm I have no allegiance these days to anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro, you never had an allegiance. You're always bouncing around. Yeah, uh, what you mean? I was always with Kobe, man. Yeah, and Wizards and the Lakers and the Warriors. I mean, I, I as a kid, I liked the the Wizards and the like the Gilbert Wizards and the Lakers. That was that was like I used to watch every game, but because that's all I had on the TV. Yeah, the local station here in DC, my my my, my room, my little crappy ass TV, but <laughs> it, had, it was like a small box with the antenna plug before they. Nice, nice. Yeah, we all remember those. Um, yeah, so, uh, the first round matchups aren't all set, obviously, because the playing games haven't, um, been decided. Uh, so instead of going kind of in depth on all of the, um, first round matchups, we kind of did a, you know, about five major things that we're going to be looking out for, um, or most intriguing things in the, in the, um, in the first round. Uh, Gladdy, you want to kick us off with one of our um, yeah, definitely. Um, so I think it's it's a cool way to kind of look at it, uh, like Riyadh said, because we don't really have the exact matchups yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of had like kind of like the biggest biggest intriguing matchups or storylines going into it. Um, I think the first one that we had talked about uh, was the Heat Bucks. Um, that's the series that I'm most looking forward to, at least uh, pre playing games. Um, so, I mean, I think some things to watch with this, uh, they played three times this year. Jimmy Butler did not play in any of these games. Mm. Uh, so obviously, you know, the bucks were knocked out of the playoffs very earlier than anticipated last year by the heat. Um, so I think a lot of people, 
um, you know, will say as well, not, not only did the Bucks finish as a three seed this year and not, you know, play as well as last year, but the Heat haven't been the same team they were last year. Uh, last year, they did finish top 10 offensive and defensive efficiency. Uh, that wasn't the case. They were, you know, below the league average 17th best offense this year. Uh, obviously, it was a little different when Jimmy was on the court. Uh, anything in particular that you guys are looking at uh, for this series or why you think it'll be more intriguing? Um, I think specifically why this makes it the most intriguing is because I can see both of these teams making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think what so you got them possibly beating the Nets. That's what I was getting to that. I think okay. what I'm going to be looking out for is which team um, could could give a uh, a bigger or a tougher series for the Nets, um, which team matches up best. Um, obviously, the Bucks, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago did beat the uh, Nets twice in a row. Um, but uh, I think it'll be intriguing to see. Um, how they look going into that net series. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a, a little bit of both. Like obviously like when you're looking at the nets, right their their center defense, like defending their, a big guy is their issue. Yeah. So you have the Giannis factor there. Yeah. But I also think like a first year head coach and Steve Nash against like probably obviously like a top three coach in the NBA and like a historically great postseason coach and Eric, Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Like I think he could just get absolutely out coached and at that type of series. That's as a great well. point. Um, now I think that some things that I'm curious to see, I think last season they kind of saw, and at points this year, they saw that Brooke Lopez isn't a good playoff center. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested to see how many Giannis Tucker five, at the five minutes we see. Um, who do you think Giannis will cover in that series? Cover. Like they, they obviously he's like a great, great help defender. So, but like I feel like down the stretch of some games this year he wasn't on KD. But like I feel like in this type of series you have no choice to, but to put him on him, right? But KD can't even guard Giannis. You see those right. games? No, I agree. I'm just saying. I'm just curious, like who you think. Like I'm sure they would put Drew on Harden. Oh, we're yeah. talking. About, yeah. We're talking about the Nets right now. Okay. Got right. Yeah. I'm yeah, just saying, it. like, if they, if they, Bruh, I'm play. taking Giannis is guarding KD. Drew can guard Harden. Harden or Kyrie, and Middleton is a solid, like, good defender. Yeah, they'll probably put him in the man, so they can switch off a good defender. Kyrie or um uh, or Harden. So I'm not too worried about that. And Giannis is going to be on Giannis. They can do their thing. Yeah. Um, so but who the quick. Nets can't guard anybody for some reason. No one can guard Giannis, he gets 40 of them all the time, just driving and just dunking. Like, I don't get yeah. it. And I think the advantage that the Heat or the Bucks would have against the Nets is I just think the Heat and Bucks have much more flexible lineups, especially in crunch time. And yeah, they can move move people around with the Nets. They're kind of stuck with what they got, especially defensively. Like, they can't make any adjustments on the defensive yeah. end. Real two quick things I want to mention for the Heat Bucks before we move on to our next big thing to watch. Um, so obviously you saw like Bam covered Giannis a lot in that type of series, but the Heat really liked to switch defenders left and right, and they had a lot of success with that last year. Uh, that being said, uh, I think it's the only thing you're a little worried about with the switching there is if Giannis gets switched onto, or like if a guard gets switched onto Giannis, obviously you can take advantage of that. Um, but that switching was so successful in the postseason last year, uh, and a big reason why the Bucks lost that series. But Bledsoe taking a three and Drew Holiday taking a three is a huge difference. Um, so I'm just really 
interested to see how much of effect Drew has on this team in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Heat definitely have that experience from last year. The confidence, um, the kind of congruity, I guess, I guess the um, chemistry. But the Bucks also made improvements. They upgraded to, you know, in the guard position with Drew. I think Giannis became a little bit of a playmaker. And then they have just much more of a, not much more, but a little bit more flexible with P.J. Tucker. Um, and uh, so I, I do think that the Nets would have a tough time with either team. So now we get to our second matchup. Uh, and then we kind of jump around in like a little bit of a different fashion. Uh, so another big uh, matchup we were looking forward to out West was the Mavs Clippers. Riyad, I'll let you start with this just because you're a fanboy of Luca. I and sure am. You hate the Clippers so much. So talk a little <laughs> bit about what you're looking for on this series. First of all, I don't hate the Clippers. Uh, I'm just, Clippers. I'm just uh, objective about them, but, uh, and Kawhi, but um, yeah, I think this is most intriguing because it's, it's a rematch from last year. Um, I think both teams are a little bit better from last year. I think Ty Lue's done a great job and I think he'll have them ready for the series. Um, I think that if Kawhi and PG come to play, I think, I think I would, I would lean Clippers. Um, but for me, you know, Luca could go off multiple games and really he's gonna have to be the best player in the series yeah he will have to be which i think for a couple games he was last year and you know another year in the league with uh, a little bit more defensive help a little bit more um i don't i'm not sure what jj reddick's injury will look like but i think he'll be big um you know hit shots they need the floor spacing um but uh also porzingis he missed a last last couple games in the last year in that in that series and i think if he's playing big um i think the mavs could definitely beat the clippers who are you leaning in that series sanga um mavs versus clippers i'm going with the assassin luka Doncic. let's go <laughs> <laughs> uh, he abuses those boys last in the bubble man hell yeah and the clippers uh, after the what they did the final two games, they scared. Yeah. They don't have that mentality. They're ready to win. So I don't know, man. I'm going with the the Mavericks, and <clears throat> the boy Luca about to, you know, hit him with the European, the Serbian, the Bosnian. Where I don't know where the, where you from. <laughs> He's Slovenian. Flex, man. Slovenia, whatever. The Eastern yeah. European. Yeah. Actually, the closest matchup in that series. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, before he went hurt, got hurt in last year's series and a lot this year, uh, they put Kawhi on KP. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think the Mavs. Kawhi's got to, dude, Kawhi's got to guard Luka. Like, PG can't no, guard Luka. I don't Luka. think so. Why? I think that, PG can't guard Luka. So, no, but that's what last year, the entire series, the uh, Marcus Morris had the absolute best numbers defending Luka. Uh, and then you, I mean, I think everyone, just from a see, bullying standpoint, just pushing you're gonna around. see a lot of different looks at him, but I think you're going to see a lot of PG. You'll get a lot of Marcus Morris. You get but why is Kawhi scared of Luca? I did not say Kawhi scared Luca, but, but why is he the best matchup yeah. to cover on KP? Okay, in that okay, so he's done very well defending KP, and I think that though, I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to cover Luca at all, maybe down the stretch of times, but I'm saying that because Morris did such a good job on Luca in terms of like statistically slowing him down uh, that I think you'll see a lot of Kawhi on um, Porzingis as well, because I mean, especially if you're starting someone like Zubox, like with how 
KP stretches the floor, you can't yeah. just have him on there. He's not going to uh, play big minutes if, if KP is playing well. Now, the thing you got to think of the flip side too. Like, Luca's going to get his, but like, Kade, they couldn't slow down Kawhi last year either. Like, he yeah. had, he averaged 33, 10, and five in that series, was absolutely dominant. Uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, the Mavs don't have a chance, but I'm playing devil's advocate and go on the other side. I think the Clippers yeah. win. I don't think the Mavs are as good without with that substitution of Josh Richardson for Seth Curry. Um, but I definitely think it's going to be, you know, one of the more fun uh, series to watch. Another guy. It's going to be exciting as hell. That we didn't even talk about that was, you know, obviously in a lot of six man of the year ballots was uh, Brunson. He wasn't playing yeah. in that series last year. Yeah, so that's true. That'll, that'll help him, you know, help them. He'll be in, cr- he'll be in crunch time. Yeah, definitely. Um, next one we kind of talked a little bit about because we kind of overlapped with the Nets um, series. So, you know, talking about who's going to win the Bucks and Heat and the winner that would get the uh, Nets in the second round, assuming they take care of business. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we haven't seen much of KD, Harden, and Kyrie. Uh, what are you guys looking at, like, early in that series, just trying to see from that trio? Sango, well, we know you're a fanboy for Kyrie and, you know, fandom boy of a lot of different teams and players around the NBA. What are you looking for in, with that trio early on? Especially immediately. Um, I, I'm i just look, looking to see them get back in rhythm and see how they decide, like, who's going to be the closer, how they're going to – who's going to be taking the last shot and a quarters, like, how they're going to determine who's taking over a game on certain situations. But for me, I think it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, they seem to be concerned only about winning. And just plug it in. They have just great talent. So I'm – people are worried about how – I'm only worried about defensively. Um, how yeah, like, who do you think who do you think they because like they keep Katie I don't want him like obviously he can't he's not going to be a great defender playing on the perimeter like he used to because of the Achilles but then putting him on the post I can't imagine the wear and tear that does on you like your bottom like of your legs and stuff putting upon all that pressure when you're guarding big dudes like Giannis or something like a, or like maybe a Jokic if they get to the finals or something like that and then Harden he. I guess it, it, is it a good thing that he's their best post defender? Because I don't know, I don't know. And yeah, so that, defensively is it going to be issue, but offensively I have no concerns about them adjusting at, at yeah. all. I feel they know how to play well together. K- Katie doesn't need a ball. Harden is just a great point guard. Does and you can tell now he just need a score. And then Kyrie, if you just focus on scoring, he's one of the best. At just doing that, where I don't have to worry about passing the ball to anybody, I just gotta focus on me doing me dancing on these motherfuckers, hitting them crazy layups and scoring. Then Kyrie is one of his best, and he, I, I'm, I'm not too concerned. But I'm yeah. seeing obviously defensively, yeah. But we'll yeah, see how that plays I was just out. Thinking, I wonder who they like. Who do you who covers like Beal and Westbrook in that type of series? Like that's. I mean, obviously, they're still man. Harden, Bruce the, Brown. I, the the vet stat, the vet stats have been saying like, yo, Harden, like Curry, like are some of the like the best like individual one on one defenders right now. Curry, like, yeah, Curry. Oh, some, of the, some of the some of the stats he's saying so like when they're, <laughs> it's like it's it, it's he's trying harder in defense. And I thought you hated advanced stats, bro. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm just. I'm just looking at that. He hates advanced stats. I, I, I hate advanced stats. Board. I hate advanced stats. But then I say I'm, I'll use it if, if it's applicable. I'm not gonna like discount everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
All right. Like, uh, I, yeah. I think I think the biggest thing with wh- looking how they look immediately. Harden's I, not a bummy defensively, bro. Like I'm, I've seen. No, the I, game. Didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just like, think all three of them are not good enough to be your best players and not be that good defensively. But what I was gonna say is that I think that I do think that they're gonna look great offensively. I think the most, I think compelling story, I guess, is because they're not going to be good defensively when they aren't good defensively, how does that affect their offense and their chemistry on offense? And are they going to have to, in certain situations, like sit Kyrie and bring in a defender? Like what's like, how's that going to work? That's not going to go well. Hell no. And Kyrie defends when he really wants to straps up, he can do it, bro. He don't strap up. He can do it. He could try. Dude, there's going to be a lot of, uh, I feel like it'll be cool. And no one can guard anybody in the NBA. It's all about being in the right positions. Like no one can guard anyone in the NBA. Just be in the right position, to doing putting max, giving maximum effort. There's only those elite guys like, like Jimmy Butler that are actually like can okay stopping someone like a Drew Holiday. For the most part, it's just making it difficult for the other guy. And I feel like Kyrie can do that when if it's a matchup where okay, I need you to actually guard this certain person. And then I, dis- I disagree, but we'll see. I disagree, but we'll see. That's a good thing, boys. We get to watch the playoffs. Because I mean, we saw that when he did that in the in the NBA Finals in 2016. I know. It was yeah, a but he had other ago. great defenders around him. Who? I mean, uh, LeBron. Uh, he had. Uh, George Hill's a pretty good guard. George, defender. Was LeBron good, was not playing Thompson. D then. I mean, in the playoffs, he was. No, that was like in spurts. Team team defense, bro. I, I think. Yeah, I so, think. I think you would be. I think you would be right if. If they had a good team defense, then Kyrie, yeah, could play a good role. But you can't just rely on Kyrie when their whole team defense. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you're right. But I think he's not. I'm. I think we're overhyping the the defense. Like they'll get the stops they need, and their offense is too good. And I think it'll be okay. I, I mean, I think early on in the playoffs, that's probably true. But when they play, like you know, the uh, the Bucks, the Bucks, actually, I'm worried about because Giannis is. Yeah. I don't know. He was doing some abusive things to them. So a lot of uh, a lot of these teams obviously are going to have a lot of pressure uh, in terms of you know showing playoff success this season. Uh, so another our next thing that we kind of looked at um, were you know the Bucks, the Sixers, the Clippers, Portland, and the Celtics. I think those teams, obviously the Nets are going to be together next year, the main three. Obviously, maybe they'll have a little more flexibility in getting some other role guys in and out. Uh, but those five teams are the biggest teams that we kind of – My bad, my bad. Can you say them one more time? Yeah, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Clippers, Portland, and the Celtics. That, yeah. like, they're, they're going to be reevaluated this offseason mm-hmm. if they don't have success. Probably the Celtics regardless because they're – more than likely not going to win a playoff series, especially with the injury of uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, Riyad, do you want to talk any specific one of those that you kind of want to talk about um, or you think, you know, has the most pressure or just any points you want to spit, you know, point out about those teams? I mean, I think Clippers definitely because, like, I don't see the – because of Kawhi's hype, hype and um, – the Clippers hype last year, I think the pressure is on to on them that I think that a lot of people are still holding out that it was a bubble last year and that that was a big reason why the Clippers didn't make it. And I think this year, if they really do don't look great and they disappoint, then it's really going to put people in people's minds that like, okay, they're just not as good as we, we ever thought. What's and, disappointing for them this year? Like, what would you just say? Like, 
you have to look yourself in the mirror and like probably make a significant change if they don't get where uh, I would probably say conference finals. Yeah. Because I think especially with the lineup they have now, like, so if they lose the Mavericks or if they lose to the jazz or whoever the jazz, you know, where to play, I would say that that would probably be uh, a wake up moment. Like you're probably gonna have to make a change. And Kawhi does have that player option. I mean, it seems like he wants to be in Los Angeles and obviously he's not going to go to the Lakers. Um, but I, I would say that's kind of like the threshold, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely that that um, yeah, just a lot of pressure. What, what do you think that I I personally think that that move would probably have to be like PG like making yeah. some sort of trade for him. I mean, to get other pieces to fit more around Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi's a better player. Um, it's not like and isn't he a free agent in like a few years? Who? Kawhi, like in two well, years. No, technically he would be. He has a player option this year. Um, so, that man always wants to move. Like you yeah, never have. I think. I think he's. I think this is his final destination. I mean, there's been some minor rumors about like Miami, but I are people know. gonna are people gonna think of Kawhi differently if he if he bounces from the Clippers? It's a good question. Um, he he, yeah, he he's, he's media proof, man. <laughs> yeah, because you don't talk. <laughs> um, what he's thinking. I'll, I'll just mention a couple of the other ones. I think if the Bucks don't, I, they, say, I think the Bucks are tough because they have the Heat to play, and the right. Heat beat them last year. If they lose year. the first round, Budenholzer's gone. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Um, if they lose, if they get blown out by the Nets in like five games, I think he's gone. Too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I think that's pretty much the only move. I mean, Giannis and Drew and Middleton are all locked in. Yeah, so they yeah. can make moves around the edges, but the majority of the team isn't going to change. Uh, the Sixers, I mean, Doc. All eyes on here. Simmons. All eyes this on Simmons. First year, yeah. If they if they don't get to the conference finals, Simmons is getting shopped all off season. Uh, I don't think. Um, Maury's definitely definitely going to shop him. Yeah, if, if and that uh, especially because of the path they have to get to the yeah, final. Exactly, to being the, that. Yeah, um, where like you're just going to be that much better, at least at something. I mean, pretty much like obviously the Hawks' offense is really good, but like they can't. Yeah, like, they they can't defend the Sixers, and like they don't they don't have enough. Uh, I won't even say weapons, but like they just don't have enough. Like like Sixers defensively are going to slow down a couple of their significant players, and it's not yeah. like they have a ton of playoff experience. They have way less than the Sixers playoff experience as well. Um, do you do you have? I know you said you talked about Simmons a lot, especially this year. Um, are you kind of are you how confident are you that Embiid's going to be the same dude he was in the regular season? Um. I'm pretty confident. Uh, now, that being said, I think you, you could still see a dip in the conference finals, obviously, just because I have absolutely no confidence that Ben is. I mean, maybe, I guess, technically against the Nets, just because they're so poor defensively. I would be shocked <laughs> if we see a even like a, a like 17-ish a game point per game Ben Simmons for all three series to get to the NBA finals um so I mean that their their offense their half court offense is still a huge concern for me and that's why I'm very nervous and not that confident about them like getting to the finals um but I think we have the absolutely best opportunity and like golden schedule to get there yeah uh, because it's you know obviously the Nets are going to have to duel it out with either the Heat or the Celtics or the Heat or the Bucks in the second round. 
Sango, uh, who do you who do who are you most worried about out of those five teams? The Blazers, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. Who are you most worried in terms of their future? Their future, especially, um, especially if they have a disappointing postseason this year. I'm, like, I think the the person with the most like unsure, clear future is the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they've been doing this thing of oh, I'm just gonna keep gathering all these picks and not doing shit, and Yes, they got, you know, two great players and Jason Tatum and, you know, and uh, Jalen Brown. But it's just funny that a few years ago, we thought they were going to get to the finals the next year. And then all these other teams just leapfrogged ahead of them from like the Milwaukee Bucks to the Philadelphia Sixers. Obviously the Nets. The Nets. You just you probably just said that already. But um. It's just, and I'm just curious. Like, is Danny Age going to be there? Is he going to get fired? Is going to be Brad Stevens? Who are they going to blame if it doesn't all work out? And are they going to move him to a position where, yeah, we're going to put you, you know, you be the president, but you have no basketball say? Or this, or for Brad Stevens, we appreciate everything you've done, but it's just not working out, and we're going to fire you and yeah, get someone I think, else. Um, Who's more likely to go, Stevens or Ainge? Man, I don't but think people were saying, yo, would you if you had a I saw a tweet, if you had to get someone like a LeBron or Danny or, or Brad Stevens at this point in the career, you would have to take Brad Stevens. Oh, right? God, that's <laughs> was that Chris, Chris Webber take there. But I mean, it's like, uh, like uh, poorly. Oh God, that dude loves the Celtics. I think that um, the most likely move and I was talking to Stefan a little bit about this is probably. Maybe like Ainge gets readjusted, like his role, and mm. and Jalen Brown getting traded. Really? Uh, yeah. What? Just be- they have no. See, imagine if they actually like. Oh, instead of us, we're gonna keep um all these picks and Jalen Brown. Imagine if like yo, even if it's just a year, we have someone like a Jason Jason Tatum. Then they get like a even if it's just a year. Just like an Anthony Davis or somebody. Yeah. The AD just to like, oh, we're, we're going for this championship like, one year. You're going to look back on them and be yeah, like, one year just up. to like go for it. And then yeah. if it doesn't work out, at least we tried. And then, but. And I was just like, that, like, is, is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum really good enough to get you a championship? Yeah. You know? and it, and no, but like, I'm just how saying, do they who do you. How do they complement each other and how do they make their team that much better? Also with the current constraints they have. So like obviously that Kemba contract is horrible. Like they took a big risk on it. Like it's his injuries are just brutal, man. Like he's not going to be the same player ever again. And because of the constraints and being in that for another three years, it's like how many more years are you trying to just like waste on like not being able to get over the, not being able to get to the finals with just Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, now I, I don't think it's like the absolute right time because they probably could have had more value, but like you can still get a lot for Jalen Brown. I mean, yeah, but like talk about to, to make you more of a contender though, you it would still be know. more of like a future thing. It might, yeah, it still could be like a sidestep, but like I don't know. I just seen. And you're also then good. saying that like we think Tatum's definitely the better player. You and guys, think who that, knows? Who do knows? Do you think man? that it's like? Obviously, it's good for like competition, and you want to see your your guys getting better each year. But I also think that it's kind of like I think you kind of need to establish that like dominant, like that number one guy. 
And like, I still think with like the really good development, I think of, it depends what your culture is like, who your coach is, how you, if you have veterans on the team, I think it all, I think maybe if you're a young team, you kind of, you know, say this guy is our go-to guy and, and we'll, but if we're if, building around him. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I still don't, I still don't think you can really build around Tatum, honestly. Like, I don't but think that's... You, I don't think you can say that you can build around Jalen Brown. No, n- but I don't think you can definitively... Cho- definitive. Right, but you might have to to get another yeah, yeah. roster piece. You might be able to get better. more for Tatum, though, and that might make you more of a contender now. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, regardless, let's not let's stop talking about a team that has a 0% chance of winning a 20 <laughs> championship. Fuck you, Stefan. <laughs> um, last one would be Portland. Like, what you think something's got to change if they don't, like, right? I feel like they're probably get just start, get rid of stats, change, yeah. trade CJ. Yeah, I feel like the, the CJ yeah. thing's kind of inevitable. You got to go away from that guard. That where yeah, you, exactly. you guards. need to get someone, you need to get prioritized defense at some point. Like, yeah. and then Nurse, uh, Yusuf, um, Nurkic hasn't been playing well since he got back. Yeah, they have been uh, playing better defensively with him, but that's also just could. Because he's Panthers, a little bit inconsistent. Absolutely atrocious. Yeah, he is inconsistent. Um, now, Riyadh, do you want to talk about the last thing before we let go? Uh, your kinda, Atlanta Hawks. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we don't have to go deep into it. But uh, I just think for both fan bases, for the Hawks and Knicks, I think it's it's going to be an exciting series. Because, you know, if they fell down to the six, it would have been kind of, you know, not really a chance for them to beat the bucks but since they're in that four or five position they have a chance to go to that second round um and then that, that could be a, a huge momentum um swing for them going into next season so i just think um just exciting for the fan bases and for the team in general moving forward um i think the hawks have more like pieces for you know for a future in terms of uh talent but the Knicks are real scrappy and, um, you know, they're a bigger market. So who knows? And they might be able to attract some some players. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because it's kind of like the battle of two things, right? Like, obviously, the Hawks are a very good offensive team, but they're a pretty poor defensive team. And the opposite spectrum for the Knicks, they're a pretty poor offensive team and they're a top five defensive team. So it'll kind of just be interesting to see, like, which prevails in a playoff series. Um I think that it'll also be interesting to see like who the best player in the series is. Like, is it going to be Randall? Is it going to be Trey Young? Yeah. Um, and and also if Trey will be like minimized a little bit because of of him defensively. I want to see. Yeah. Cause like, this is almost like the early like Steph days when like people would just absolutely attack him in a playoff series. Like they're definitely going to try to do that uh, to Trey. And it's, obviously exponentially more in the playoffs. Now, uh, one thing I just wanted to note um, in regards to the series, you have to be careful when evaluating this um, going forward because you don't want to like rush or like completely freak out or over expedite your process of, Oh, we already went to the second round of the playoffs. Like what's the next step or like, why isn't it happening now? Because like, it's not like a fluke, but like one of these teams is going to be in the second round. And I think their management needs to kind of sit back and realize that maybe they're not quite right there yet because they're not uh, in terms of being contenders. So I think that's just something to monitor on like they're both both their off seasons like if they're trying to make like crazy win now moves as if like they're ready to compete for a championship but in my opinion neither of them are um at least in the next like year or two yeah um 
I wanted to say, oh, I was just going to say Capella, I think will also be huge in that series. Um, if he, if he's dominant rebounding and defensively, I think, I think that the, the Hawks could have a really good chance in that series. Um, but I'm also a homer obviously, but, uh, all right. So, um, I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, thanks everyone for listening next episode. We're going to go into more depth depth on the first round since there's going to be a few games that will be already played, um, that first weekend, the 22nd, um, please rate and subscribe and we will see you next time. Peace.